Oh, wait. Um, I, I think there's a podcast mic downstairs. I've just remembered. Oh, <laughs> oh my. Uh, Give me a second. Oh Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode four of the Far and Wide podcast. The year is who knows and who cares, but we're back again. Uh, to chat all things worship it's lovely to be back um, and apologies it's been a little while but you know life and such and the things uh, I've got Sam and Matt with me today hello guys Bonjour. hello hi Latifa hi Sam thank you for <laughs> adding my name to that I felt more personal I appreciate that yeah. how are you guys doing how are we feeling today I'm good I'm enjoying the vitamin D um, that has been absorbed into my body today. The sunshine. Um, oh yeah, okay. Thank you for coming. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> but do you do you guys have you had Sunny D like the drink? Yeah, yeah. I think it. I did once, and I think I only passed out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has similar effects to if you look into the sun without. Protection. <laughs> if you drink too much, <laughs> um, I, yeah, I've got to say today is. I normally say this. It's the twenty fifth of February. It's Thursday. It's eight o'clock. We are in Sheffield. In the are evening. All, in, in not sorry, in the morning. So no, sorry. Just to clarify. Don't don't paint us with that brush. Obviously, yeah. That's it. Would be it would be a lie for people to think that we were knocking about eight in the morning. So I'm. Sorry, I'm actually an early riser, but it doesn't... I was going to say, I follow Matt on Strava and some of his early morning runs and cycles are out of this world. I was, up at <laughs> half, I was up at half six this morning doing some yoga. What? Legit. Wow. Not gonna lie. I am I a mean, nerd. I'm impressed. I don't know if I would put that in nerd cat- category, personally. <laughs> but, what category is that, like? Uh, exercise. <laughs> I saw I saw this morning as well that Matt became a local legend. I know. Because you did I'm it so, twice. So <laughs> Amazing. I've done this one route on Strava <laughs> twice in ninety days, making me the the person who's done it the most in the last ninety days. <laughs> Oh, what an Plus, accolade! I know, uh-huh. but I get like a I get like a laurel on um, my little account, and it probably is up there in my greatest achievements. Mate, put it straight in your CV, yeah. like no holding back. I think I stop. I have to maintain the local legend status, though. <laughs> like, yeah. as in, so if, well, I mean, if someone goes for two bike rides there <laughs> next week, I'm out. I'm off the. I'm off the list. You're up there, like sabotaging people going on a second <laughs> bike ride for the day, <laughs> <laughs> like Wiley Coyote just running around Sheffield, <laughs> causing havoc. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Well. What an intro. <laughs> I've learned a lot. Uh, so today we are talking about worshipping in a pandemic. Obviously very timely. And if we're honest with you, we just wanted something a little like we could talk about off the cuff. Because, you know, we're all in a pandemic. We're all worshippers. Uh, we worship leaders. 
Um, also, I've got to say, uh, you won't hear her, but Molly is here behind the scenes, watching over us, uh, making sure everything sounds good. So, hello, Molly. She says hello, trust me. <laughs> um, so, I thought it would be helpful, guys, if you we could all maybe just introduce ourselves and maybe within that just to lay out the context in which we are leading worship. It's good to give context for, I think, everything we're about to share. So, Sam, would you like to go first? I would love to go first. Fantastic. Um, so, my name is Sam. Uh, I first moved to Sheffield as a student um, a few years ago now, 2016 it was, um, and I spent three years here as a student um, and got involved with Far and Wide um, and got to meet all these lovely people um, and it was a great space just to worship together, um, to um, to write songs um, and just an amazing community of people to get alongside. Um, I uh, then moved to London for a year after I graduated um, and I spent some time working for a church down there, um, doing all sorts of different stuff. Um, and then as of September, I've moved back up to Sheffield, um, which leads us to the context in which I lead worship now, which is um, at a church called SDC Sheffield, um, where I help lead our worship ministry. And that is me. Fantastic. Sounds like you've done that before. It was very well yeah. laid out. <laughs> You took us on the journey there. We went, we went down yeah. south. We came back again. It's all about the journey. <laughs> <laughs> Which, on a side note, is one of the one of the lyrics to one of the songs is on it? the album, but we had to scrap it because yeah, yeah, you weren't allowed some, that one. Yeah, it's not that the destination, one. but the journey. That was the lyric. Which actually, Ooh. Corey Asprey, um, basically stole for um, there's a line in the father's house. How did house. he find it? Know. <laughs> I I heard that he used like art that he used far and wide album as the like yeah oh, uh, like basis of that album yeah okay yeah. yeah let's go with that he's not I mean Corey if you're listening we we know what you did <laughs> God will be your judge go on then Matt you gonna oh sorry yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry I'm Matt. I am the um, worship person and compassion person at the Vineyard Church in Sheffield. I've been here five years. I came to uni at the same time as Sam. Um, I didn't leave, um, <laughs> and so I didn't return. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I've been. I'm entering my fifth year, which is actually a. a, ch a big chunk of my life it turns out now mm. um, I'm originally from Oxford near the Cotswolds which is why I don't sound like I'm from Yorkshire but I think sorry I sorry about that yeah no it's fair <laughs> enough I, I am sorry about that and um, <laughs> I I, th I feel more at home in the mountains I think so mm. the north is the north is where I'm where I'm here and where I'm staying Great. Well, that's everybody. Oh, it's me. Hold yeah, on. The, yeah, what do you Sorry. do, Sorry. I just assume everyone knows everything they need to know. <clears throat> but if you have not been here before, um, my name is Latifa. I currently uh, lead the youth ministry at uh, The Well in Sheffield, and I'm on the worship team there as well. Uh, pun not intended. But yeah, uh, I joined Farnwide... Ooh... It was 2019, the end of 2019. 
Yes. Yeah, we didn't do a worship night in 2020, so... Yeah. Must have been then. Like November 2019. Um, yeah, so most of my uh, tenure with Farm Wide has been, I guess, virtually at this point. <laughs> oh, I, man, that's painful. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, really love being a part of what's going on. Um, yeah, that's me. So, worshipping in the pandemic, uh, I guess let's just have a conversation about it. We, I, I assume we all have done it in the capacity of leading worship, um, and however that looks for you, you can share that for yourselves. Uh, but I guess, how have you found it, guys? So, I guess in the sense of having the responsibility of leading people, in a way that we've never really had to before, in a circumstance we've never had to before. Uh, but also being a worshipper, or uh, have you found the two experiences different? Is Do you prefer one over the other? Interested to know your thoughts on what that's been like for you over the past year or so. I think it's true what you say about um, this this year slash season slash global pandemic has led us to be leading in ways that I would have never thought or assumed of kind of pre-March 2020, like leading down a camera lens when there's no one in the room and it's just you, um, or leading to a room of people where no one can sing um, or leading on a live stream where um, people are watching at home and they're not even like in the room or in the space. Um, yeah. I don't know it's been it has it's been really it's been quite a quite a journey and it's been it's been challenging in places. Um, but yeah, it's it's just been I think it's been quite eye opening of um, how God can still move um, and how despite being scattered and despite being in all these different places across the city or whatever that actually through God's spirit that we are united in one voice and one song despite not being even in the same place um mm. which i think has been the most kind of the pivotal thing that i've i've noticed is just that even though we are scattered that actually like the church is united in um in praise um hmm. well i found it um maybe controversially i mean at the start i was like this is terrible. I was like, there's not even any point in doing it. I was like, at that place. I was like, what's the point? Like, because we did it online, um, but maybe more so when we were allowed to have people into the church building. And like Sam's just said, um, people can't sing and couldn't sing. So the first time it was just me behind like a shower curtain because <laughs> we had to have protection in case I really emphasised like the letter P at any Jeez. point and like s- spat the rotor at somebody on the front row so I'm sat behind the shower curtain and then I just started and I was just like this is the weird, this is so weird everyone's just watching everyone's just watching because what they can't really do anything and again like we can have a conversation about this but also on the other side it must be weird to then suddenly be in that environment and not be able to sing Mm. but by the time I got to the end of it I was like (laughs) 
I mean, this is the, the controversial part, but I was like, I really actually, I just loved having the pressure taken off of me that to worry about what key do I do this in? Like, because we, we could have a band, so, oh, like, leading in the sense of, like, leading the transitions. And, like, I could really actually worship, like, probably in the most, like oddest way than I've ever been able to before in like a worship leading capacity um so I I love it <laughs> I'm a big fan now should we go back yeah probably we should I do miss it I miss it with everybody but I just loved the the freedom that yeah. I got leading like that which I wasn't expecting to happen um and I think as time went on um people learnt how to engage differently as yeah, well definitely. there was a funny moment um back in i think it must have been about october or november um which is when we first started having people back in the building um and i was leading at our evening gathering um and we did guardian you know ben cantle on that tune you go before me that's the ticket and um <laughs> the night before as i was going to sleep i was just singing that song in my head and i realized that the bridge is actually basically you're just basically talking it's like you are god our great defender so then i was like okay right i've got an idea so on on the sunday evening um we did that song and then like everyone was everyone had to kind of stay silent for the rest of it and then i was like okay right we're just gonna speak these words together <laughs> so oh, the whole nice. church was like you Oh God, our great <laughs> defender, strong in love, forever faithful. Oh, it was so good. But it's, it was just that that thing of like, you had to think outside the box a little bit. That, um, there's moments every now and then that I'm like, if somebody walked in right now, <laughs> and they've never been to church, cult. <laughs> what is going on there? I like yeah. that. That's really creative though. I really like it that. It was really funny. <laughs> that is amazing i love that that's uh, that's so good like using it like using what you've got i think what what's really struck me about like the the worshiping life of um our like church community in this pandemic is that and i think it's the same with a lot of stuff is like what 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 kind of worked before like what what was maybe like it was okay, but it was like, to an extent, like papering over cracks, mm. like mm. fell apart. And what was maybe hidden, but like precious, has come to like the front um, of people's of people's like daily walk with Jesus. Like we can't. I, I mean, I would say that even I've found this like can't like ride on the coattails of the Sunday morning experience anymore, mm. um, or can't like get hyped on the on the communal singing. And it's not that those things are bad. I don't think like commun like we are noticing how much we like communal singing, um, but like singing together isn't Jesus still, and. Um, it's a, been a challenge. I think it's been a challenge for every single person who who follows Jesus to to notice all of the the stuff 
that um, we thought helped, but was actually a more of a crutch, like something that we maybe lean too heavily on. Mm. Yeah. Um, I've just pulled up a quote that I've got from um, Alan Scott. I'm pretty sure he's a vineyard dude, isn't yeah, he? Vineyard, yeah, Vineyard Anaheim. Do you guys know each other? No, he's in a... <laughs> oh, he was... So cool, I, I, unfortunately, he is um, in America, in California. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> let me just read this quote because it kind of sums up what you were saying. Um, the idea that Jesus would be impressed by what we have built to make him famous or that he would leave our models of worship intact is vain. We are too timid to tear down the temple ourselves, too afraid to confront the excesses. We allow things to stand which, when moved by the Spirit, must be pulled down. They edify our own importance, born from our ego, rather than by the Spirit. And I mean, Alan's a little bit on the money, I think. Um, he's not pulling his punches at all, to be honest. But <laughs> I, yeah, I think you were right, Matt, in what you were saying, that we, I think we we built and we had held up for too long um, these things that we just associated with and were part of our corporate worship that actually kind of when when tested and when when they are stripped away that actually they they're not quite necessary or they're not quite um i think they they take too much priority on the altar of our lives um yeah. where first and foremost it's it's the offer of ourselves it's the offer of our lives whereas i think quite often we've put like musical arrangement or the right lighting mm. or um i don't know whatever it might be in the place of something something even greater which is our affection for jesus um it's like resetting the altars of our lives i think that was the tagline that he used oh, i nice. thought that was quite powerful mm. uh yeah just thinking about just off what you were saying i'm thinking like we, there's a whole load of stuff we've lost which i think is yeah. and I, and like some of it is stuff that's really good and it's going to come back and some of it's stuff that we're going to maybe leave behind um i'm wondering both of you really like what it, if you think over this last like however crazy long it's been um like <laughs> what have you or have you like what have you found rather than like what have you lost in Maybe less on, maybe less of the stage, but more like in in like just following Jesus. Like, what have you found? That's a good question. I think for me, there's been a real emphasis on the importance of the secret place, as we like to call it in the biz. Um, and oh, what was I reading? forgotten where it is somewhere in the gospels um oh it's on the sermon of the mount matthew 6 where jesus is talking about prayer just before the lord's prayer and he says um he's talking about yeah. praying in secret and you know don't be like the hypocrites and I, again i think back to like when i was praying or worshiping or whatever uh, before and kind of the nature of what I was doing you do get into this pattern of like I know what's expected a I know what sounds good I know what's helpful for people um and that came before my actual like connection 
with God and like worshiping Him in that in the moment, which is what I was getting at with when I realised behind the shower curtain for the first time that I was that I was missing that before because you just get into like a pattern of like this is how we do it. Um, so I guess I found that again, just the the importance and like the power of the actual one on one with Jesus because I think it it's easy to for like a this kind of mist to come up because what we're doing is it's good what we're doing and it's important and this is like pre pre you know pandemic um you know we're there we're there to lead people in worship to foster that environment and that's all good but I think that sometimes can hinder you because it doesn't let you see like like you were saying earlier Matt the like cracks in that and the things that have got on the way and like have got uh, come above the actual purpose of the reason that we're doing those things. So yeah, for me, it's definitely been like, it's doing this, the secret place, finding that. I mean, I say finding it being forced upon me, <laughs> aggressively <laughs> forced upon me. That's uh, funny. Yeah. I think for me, um, it's been the um, kind of being in church um, and being led in worship when kind of when I wasn't leading, but I was just part of the congregation, and not being able to sing. But that when I can't offer my words or my song or my voice, how am I? What am I like? Kind of what am I offering? And I think um, just the the verses in scripture that talk about like offering our whole bodies and kind of more than just um, kind of lip service almost. Because I think I think for, for a lot of people really, you can join in with a song and you can sing along and you can sing the melody and you can sing the words, but actually, unless it comes from somewhere a little bit deeper, then it's, it is just that. It's like, I mean, Matt Redman put it pretty well. Like, um, what's the words in the heart of worship? I can't remember it now. I'll bring you more than a song. Because a song in itself is not what you have desired. Good old Matt. God, he's a good guy, isn't he? Um, <laughs> um, and just ha be, having to kind of actively think that, oh, okay, I'm not, I can't just sing, and that's not enough. I like in terms of how I use my body, how I posture myself, um, whether I'm kneeling or whether I'm standing, or whether I'm sitting or whether my arms are in the air. But actually, like that is a, that is. A reflection of my heart and what my heart desires and whilst usually that would be outworked through song actually the reflection of what my heart is had to be outworked through something else I had to find another avenue another vessel for for my worship in kind of the physical sense um mm. so i think that that was that was the big thing for me in terms of what i what i found um what about you matt what have you found i think um I mean, I probably, yeah, I found, I think I've found like, it's similar to what you're saying with like the secret place and stuff is like, um, I found what we might describe as like spiritual disciplines, um, which is a bit of a fancy word for like the rhythmic very ways. Fancy. Yeah, very fancy. But I, I think, I, I think I still haven't heard a great definition and there will be people who've given much better definitions because they actually know what they're talking about. But I feel like it's like the the rhythms of following Jesus um, rather than like the events of following Jesus. So rather than mm, like... I like that. Um, 
the Sunday event or the conference event. So like things like Sabbath and fasting and meditation, these kind of things. Um, and like, it's such a, such a gift. And then I think I've also found, it's like I've found actually listening to Jesus. Like, mm. as in, I realized that I've been, I've been raised to not really take the Sermon on the Mount particularly seriously and not to like know it. And like, if I really, if I really believe Jesus is this, is God as a person, as a human, and I actually want to follow him, then I, I, I probably ought to start with the Sermon on the Mount, like before I worry about like politic church politics or before I worry about mm. like what my how long my hair should be or before that I should I should like look at the um look at what Jesus actually says and I'm I the the a verse that has been like wrecking my life um <laughs> in in this in this recent time is um oh I can't think the exact context of it but in the in the gospels there's a there's a bit where a bunch of people kind of aren't keen on jesus and he says to his disciples like um what like are you guys going to leave too and um i think it's simon peter says like uh where else could we go you have the words of life or you Ooh. have the word and it's like and like in this pandemic i don't know about you guys but in this pandemic that feels like I'm feeling that with like desperation. It's like, mm. where else yeah. could I possibly go? Like everything else is falling apart. It seems like, mm. like our like our stable economy is falling apart. Like our our kind of pretense of an equal and just society is like falling apart. Um, like where else could I possibly go? You have the words of life. Is like been been the thing that I think I've I've found. That's good, Matt. Well, yeah, that's cool. I think a lot of our uh, traditions as like a church culture have come into question. I think off the back of this whole pandemic, it's there's so yeah. many things that I'm like, why do we do that <laughs> now that we've stopped doing it? It's like, why are we doing that? I I'd love to see like the the stage just be removed like both like physically and kind of like implicitly so i don't know i don't know what the shape of your church buildings are if you've got a little step or something um or like a little stage but we don't have a we don't have a stage at vineyard because we're in a school but we do but there is kind of like a a spot a stage spot and i, I honestly think i'd love nothing more than for that to that to not really be a thing and kind of like uh, everyone to sort of like just pile in like who cares about the monitoring or like the, like that kind of like who cares about the monitoring who cares about how practical it is for the band like let's be like a kind of big messy family jamboree type situation um anyway just rogue rogue worship thing <laughs> rogue worship yeah. i've got a question for us how can how, as worship leaders and those involved in worship and 
church in that kind of format how can we make uh, our times of worship more accessible for people so for someone that has no idea what church is no kind of understanding for context or any kind of familiarity with why there's a bunch of people standing around singing is there any way to make <laughs> make our times of worship more accessible for someone who is like what the heck is this I think that's a really interesting question because I certainly have conversations with worship leaders in churches where where their kind of leaning is to go like, oh, we're going to try and make this something that's quite familiar to people. So we're going to make yeah. it a bit like a gig in the kind of way that the song, like we don't maybe, we maybe don't have loads of space for like spontaneous singing. We maybe use lights. We maybe, we do stuff like that. So we make it easy to, to be in the room like we don't make it f feel really unfamiliar to be in the room with a bunch of people who aren't christian yeah or who aren't who aren't familiar with this now to be like i'm not sure i i'm not sure i agree with that i have to say that that those people in those churches are see like are seeing lots and lots and lots of people who don't know jesus coming now is it like i I'm not saying it's like I don't know I, there's no way of knowing really if it's, if it's like causal or it's like a response but like what they're doing in their context is amazing but the thing that I'm I'm wondering I, I, I definitely think about now is like I think it should I would hope that church is always uncomfortable because I would hope that church is always modeling um, like the kingdom of God like what it looks like to live with Jesus as king which is not what it looks like to hang out in our which is not the same as what our world looks like our world doesn't look like it's saying that Jesus is king and so yeah. Yeah. I think even for even I would hope I I think the more I come into the more I come into awareness of what it looks like to live as Jesus as king the more uncomfortable I feel because the more un like the more of a challenge it is, even as someone who's been like brought up as a Christian and involved in church for my whole life, like I would hope that I'm always sort of like heading into like discomfort, and so I'd be more interested in integrity in our worship rather than yeah, accessibility yeah. rather than accessibility, like integrity and intimacy, and it's like what do we lose? what do we lose by making it kind of like familiar like a gig is that we lose it's easy to it's easy to lose like what the point is and okay, so yeah. i would prefer i honestly i think that when i think about it, i prefer someone to come to sheffield vineyard never been to church before and for the worship to start and then to be like this isn't a gig like this is uh, like a family having a sing song um about the person they follow and that is weird like that freaks me out like I, that is uncomfortable because that is so not what my day-to-day -day looks like and like if that means they like if that means they walk out then i then they they walk out having seen the truth rather than someone coming and being like, oh, this is just a bad example of a gig. Mm -hmm. They walk out 
having not seen the mm. truth. I would prefer to make space for people to see Jesus um, and people be turned and people be like, I, I'm not down for that. Then try and present something that someone might like yeah. and then the miss out on actually encountering um, Jesus. So we don't want to, we're not trying to dilute anything. We're not trying to make things more palatable or. Um, yeah. Yeah. And don't get me, and don't get me wrong. Like I'm actually uh, often I think the the right side of accessibility is is contemporaneous, as in it being, as in like I'm not saying that like um, we shouldn't use like modern songs using modern language because that's like the other side. In fact, I would say that we should like we should definitely use modern songs and we should be using songs that our church community are writing, but we yeah. shouldn't be using them as a way of meeting uh, as a like a accessible as like um it's accessibility for our people for like the people who are there like accessibility for so that people are like meeting jesus in the reality of their like their day-to-day -day lives in the reality of the language that they use um and less about like and less about um making it not be weird if you were to visit yeah uh, it's it's so I think what you're saying it's really good and so important because I think in my own experience as well I, a lot of disappointment comes because there's been a lot of this picture of God and person of God being put on the front line that is not the reality because stuff isn't always hunky dory it's not always like flashing lights and uh, you know Bed of Roses, other analogies and metaphors for good things. Um, and going back to accessibility, at the moment, yeah, it is accessible to people, but I think what's missing is getting alongside and being in a community of people and experiencing the reality of faith and being a follower of Jesus, which you can't really get across in an hour on a, on a live stream because we're putting our best out yeah. there really aren't we um similarly with things accessibility can sometimes cover over the reality of being a human person who follows jesus um and some of the harder parts of that some of the parts you, you don't see or don't hear and i think that's why community and going back to the church question being with community is important because we need to know especially for a new christian or we've just come to faith what what actually in real life look looks like um which understandably that it's not what yeah. we show when we only have an hour yeah which i find is really confusing because i think that the news is better like it's like life with jesus is better than flashing lights yeah and like and good arrangements like it it really like it really is so much better than like I was talking with my friend this morning that like um like Jesus is so much better than the church has managed to yeah. convey yeah. um and so i'm I'm sort of just like just just want to get out of the way now, and I also think Jesus is more accessible than the church has ever been like um like Jesus isn't fussed about like any characteristics of a person he's available yeah, to them 
Whereas in reality, we're always even like we can try all we want, but I think as I think as a as humans gathering, we're always kind of implicitly or explicitly kind of trying to cordon cordon it off a little bit. Like we're trying to put something, we're trying to make some kind of on ramp um, mm. for people uh, to like to have to meet. Even like even I mean I imagine that we're all doing our like absolute best to not do that and that's amazing and that's like that's what it looks like to like um, I do think that's what it looks like to follow Jesus but he is always more accessible than we're going to be able to make than we're going to make church I think I was I was going to say on your point Latifa about um, is what we're doing now kind of online live stream etc is that church I guess my 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 mind immediately jumped to um is church is far more than just a sun the sunday so i think for me i think in terms of um community and also in terms of discipleship sunday isn't really the main the main thing i think far more in terms of what being part of SDC is is the biggest thing for me is small group on a Wednesday night of kind of that from place where people ask kind of questions of what's going on um, where you can kind of pray and get alongside people um, I think especially in this in this season um, that's been where, I think that's been where the heart of the community has been especially for our church at least kind of talking about the different contexts in which we serve that actually that those kind of smaller smaller groups where actually you can really get to know people well um is the place where that mm. where kind of that is what we think of as church in terms of community i think that's really where it where it is or at least in my experience over the past couple of months yeah i think that's so true it's so good that's good i mean it's a blessing to be able to do what we um, yeah um and that people feel connected um but yeah you're totally right it's like it would be on an average day um it's about the everyday of following jesus of being part of it, the family um that's the blessing um yeah you know it's weird times. What can we say? What can we do? These are challenging times. <laughs> this is unprecedented, you may say. The uh, word unprecedented, ironically, has become the most expected thing. That's very funny. I've um just a little side ponder. I'm just thinking of people. Um, maybe people who are listening to this who feel like I don't know. I've heard. I heard. I got a lot of. Um, like early lockdown an awful lot of um, like lockdown inspiration like people were like this this time I, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna change the world I'm gonna change my life yeah. I'm gonna change the church I'm gonna rebuild everything I'm gonna tear down everything I'm gonna reinvent the whole world and it was, I was like that's pretty intense considering that the world's currently ending like I'm just about hanging on like um, and I'm just thinking like we're talking a lot about about changing a lot of things and about doing a whole load of stuff and like just thinking about the the like grace for self that that I think is easy to 
that easy to not do at the moment like not to recognize how difficult this situation is and i think and just like the guys who maybe the guys who are listening to this who are like who have um like known people who have died yeah. and uh in like that morning time like man i was just thinking i was sort of thinking about that this this afternoon just like the um the second thing that jesus says on the sermon on the mount is um blessed are mm. those who mourn um because they'll be comforted and i just thought that really struck me it's like this is like this is a this is a time where we can like change, where we where like things can be reinvented to an like and that is exciting but have a bit of like yeah, <laughs> grace yeah. for your for yourself um i feel confident in saying that because i'm i'm 100% confident that whatever grace we give ourselves is significantly less than the grace that God <laughs> gives us that's true Truth, brother i guess for everyone listening everyone who isn't listening like true i mean i pray i truly pray that however you're connecting with your church with your community that um i guess you you are meeting god will meet you in that in that place however you're doing it that there's no reason why maybe more so of an opportunity for us to have really powerful encounters because we are in this space where we have space um so yeah one of my big prayers for all peoples including myself that yeah god meets us however we're we're engaging in the ways that we are Time for worship recommendations of songs about Jesus and God and sometimes Holy Spirit probably has the word <laughs> breath in the title. So this is the part where we just tell you things we've been listening to that we think will bless not one but both of your ears simultaneously. Um, there's no pressure. I've been like criticizing the past for making people feel pressured about choosing something that isn't you know let's use the word more cool. common <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cool we need it needs to be hipster anything past anything past the year 2000 is unacceptable <laughs> yeah yeah it's gonna say sam you are you you're like oh is he yeah you're like i do i really appreciate i appreciate it i appreciate you whipping out like so many 90s worship songs at <laughs> far and wide practices it's like it's incredible throw yeah. it back yeah what did we sing what oh no what was it that we sing sang recently we last time that last time we were allowed to be in the same room together <laughs> what, you started singing something it was unbelievable i was like this is this is where it's at we sat we did ancient of days what, That's the one. That oh one. my goodness yeah chef's, chef's kiss <laughs> Chef's kiss. <laughs> I love That's that. One of my, I love it. <laughs> I'll kick us off on that note whilst we're talking about kind of big tunes from a while ago. Um, something that has come back into my listening and my playing um, library has been Be Still for the Presence of the Lord. Mm. I heard you do that at, on the STC stream recently. Did you? 
Yeah. Um, I was like, go on. It's um, gorgeous. Just the final verse. Well, I mean, to be fair, all of the verses are unreal, but um, the final verse, let me find the lyrics. Be still, for the power of the Lord is moving in this place. He comes to cleanse and heal to minister his grace. No work too hard for him in faith receive for him. Be still, for the power of the Lord is moving in this place. And I was just like, wow. It's just what we need to be singing and what we need to be hearing at the moment. Um, I think that's the beauty of those older songs. Um, I think especially because so much of them were written from a place of just pure intimacy with the Lord. Mm. Um, and I think like we've been talking about where a lot of people are um, finding a lot of power in that, that kind of secret, that hidden place at the moment, that those songs are really just, they put words to what a lot of people are feeling in their hearts. Um, and I think that's that's really what a, what a great worship song is. It's, it puts words to kind of what, you, mm. what you're feeling and what you're experiencing at the moment so that you can express it and... Um, Send it back up to the Lord. But yeah, be still for the presence of the Lord. And then um, also there's, there's a group called Big House Worship, which I think is just such a great name for a worship people. Um, but they've got an album which is called um psalms hymns and spiritual songs it's basically there's a couple of um some songs that i don't know i think some of them might be written by themselves but there's a couple of um kind of revamps of some old songs um especially some old hymns one of which is uh leaning on everlasting arms i don't know if you know that one leaning leaning safe and secure from all alarm do you know that no uh, it's I mean, a great sounds tune. just off that little um, snippet there I'm pumped, but mm. don't yeah. need to. You don't need to cut in a snippet now. Yeah, like that. just that. Oh, yeah, you just <laughs> and you got that. it with the the you got it with the the sweet tones of Sam Watson, which is a um, you charm me. <laughs> Crack it! I'll go next. Um, I love Paul Balash. It's how I'd like to start my speech. Mm. He's he oh he tweeted he tweeted me back once I tweeted him like yeah my uni days about this song actually <laughs> I love, I love, uh, we're not we're not here we don't we're not here for Christian celebrities but apparently Matt Redman has taken silver, his name silver from me the worship world isn't it <laughs> and you've got a tweet relationship with Paul Balash. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet relationship. <laughs> uh, anything ever now where I have to introduce myself, I'm going to say, Hi, I'm Latifa. Uh, I have a toot relationship with Paul Balash. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, but he has an album, came out in 06, so it's a bit of a throwback, uh, called The Greatest Song. Um, and there's a song on it called You Have Been So Good. Um, and it's basically. Uh, so the, the chorus is, uh, I came here broken, you made me whole. I came with mourning, you gave me joy. You've been so good to me. Uh, and then it says, how can I thank you? Um, and it's just uh, similar to what you're saying, Sam. It's one of those that like is a, is an expression of like an, emo- like an emotion and a feeling and experience of God that like, when I first heard it, I was like, this yes, this is what I want to say to you. Um, and I think at this particular time, 
that we are in it's been a big one for me um because i it's i don't know it's easy to not be thankful i guess and it's fair <laughs> in some senses but i just think of how good he is to well me to us all and um yeah it's a really good song there's it's got a nice uh it is it's like a duet I think it's his wife. I've never been able to find out. Maybe I'll tweet him. (laughs) (laughs) And um, yeah, she's got some nice harms right at the end. There's some beautiful harms. Like if you're into the music side of it, have a listen to it. But that's Paul Balash. You have been so good. I came here broken. You made me whole. You have been so good. Uh, and then quickly, my, I've been listening to a lot of, I've been learning Spanish, so I've been listening to a lot of worship music in Spanish. Mm. And I try to find songs that aren't just Spanish versions of popular worship songs. I'm trying to veer off. That's cool. So there's a band. Um, Muy bien. Muy bien. Si, <laughs> es muy bien. There's a very good. <laughs> There's a band uh, from Argentina called Rescate, and basically, I want you to listen to these words. They are a ska, punk, Christian rock, Spanish worship band. Cool. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So you can feast your ears on that. Um, I'll say now, all of these will go on our on our playlist called Far and Wide Top Picks. Again, didn't know what to call it, so that's what it's called. So don't worry about uh, writing this down. But there's a song they have called Vuelve Empezar. Vuelve Empezar, which means back to the start. And it's basically about like going back to like the first place. But it's in like a scar punk Spanish way. You know, <laughs> unlike <laughs> our versions of it that are like, take me back to the start. There's just like, vuelve empezar. Then I said this. It's great. I think I said this last time, but I my one of the. Br- well, you can't have it. No, then. no, no, no. Okay, hold on. But uh-huh. <laughs> um, one of the privileges, <laughs> one of the biggest, I was probably saying the biggest privilege of my current um, job and life situation means that I get to um, hear and co-write a lot of songs with people who are writing in their like local church contexts um, mm. and more and more across the country doing seeing that and like that there's I mean there's something about there's something about it that just like moves me all every time and I'm I know I'm real I'm realizing that I'm basically giving song recommendations for songs that may never be released um, but I, I think there's something uniquely precious about um, like the songs that come from um, yeah, totally. people in their like day to day who've written for their church community who have mm-hmm. written to who have written to say what their 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 like church family need to say so that that amazing 
if you are in a church and someone writes a song, um, listen to it and tell them they're amazing because they will not be <laughs> yeah, thinking that. True. And um, mm. even if it's not that good, encourage them um, <laughs> and don't really offer critique unless they ask you to. <laughs> um, that's my uh, that's the only thing. Um, but in terms of the music which you could access in in on the internet, um, I have fairly recently come across a guy called Andy Squires who's kind of this like um sort of americanery grouchy angry kind of um sort of poet priest prophet kind of vibe guy um and he's just written some stuff which is like it's intense and the the lyrical crafting of what he's doing is like this just the songwriting that he does is like is big it's 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 like really 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 good really well crafted songs which really like say something really like beautiful um and also and <laughs> i and i um i haven't been learning spanish but i've been really intrigued by um multilingual songs specifically songs which um like you were saying like kind of like what you were saying um that aren't like translations but are, are written bilingually like are written in two languages like there isn't a english version a spanish version there's just one version mm. and um <laughs> i i'm i'm not getting paid by vineyard worship to say this vineyard worship um released <laughs> what is currently my favorite tune called familiar um which is like this beautiful bilingual kind of party anthem um that i just can't like it's just so good i think i I put it on in the car when it came out and i just like i literally it's it finished and i just put it on again and again and again i think i listened to it like four times on the bounce which i never do um and was just like this is incredible um but i love that like like that kind of like more like communal multilingual thing and there's some nice it it, it's got really yeah it's great i uh, just listen to it that's the that's that's the vibe international church and there was about 20 people but it seemed as if every single person was from a different country and they sang this song which is like something like king jesus king of kings lord of lords and they sang it in everyone's language so they sang the same song the same verse but in a different language every time so we sang it about 12 oh, different wow. times for so that everyone could join in and it worked its way around the room because obviously oh. you can't really join in if you don't know it in your own language and it was just this beautiful like communion of people coming together and worshiping mm. um so yeah that's is so powerful like you say the multilingual stuff mm. that's amazing yeah that if if we were we were struggling for a definition for church and that that to me feels like yeah that feels like church i think i don't think we can put words on it i think it's like it is like you know it yeah. you know it when you see it and i think that like that sounds like it to me well i 
plethora of things for people to go away and listen to. So, like I say, the playlist uh, will be in the description of whatever way you are listening to this. Um, and it's called Far and Wide Topics. <laughs> uh, okay, well, we've reached the end. But thank you, guys. Uh, it's been good to chat with you. Um, I feel very encouraged. Thank you. Always conversing. But, uh, yeah, thanks, guys. And thank you for listening and for returning back to our wonderful podcast. Thank you, Molly, behind the scenes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, have a blessed however long it is between now and the next time we release an episode. Truly, uh, the Lord be with you. His presence be with you. Uh, And we will see you next time. Adios, amigos. (laughs) 